One, two, three. Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores how Bob Jones University empowers individuals to reach their highest potential for God's glory. We're so glad you're with us today on our podcast, Highest Potential, and so thankful to have Sarah with us again today. Sarah, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing awesome. Well, you got 13 days left before school's over with. How's the student body doing? We're doing well. I think everybody's just looking forward to break and just sleep and being home and all of that. Uh, There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And uh, they, everybody got over the, the hump. And they're on their way uh, to finishing off the semester. And God has been so merciful to us. Mm -hmm. We've been able to be on campus and in class ever since August. Awesome. And I think our students are pretty excited about it. And even even with living with the protocols, uh, which which makes the experience challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm so thankful students have a grateful spirit. Yes. Yeah, this is our last full week of classes because next week we have the day of rest and then the following week is finals. That's right. And then we're done. And then uh, we we had uh, we also have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, this weekend we have the turkey bowl. Yes, yep. Is everybody excited about that? Yeah, I sure am, yeah. And then we just had this week an artist series. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Voctive came, or is that how you pronounce it? Voctive is correct. Voctive, Okay. <laughs> Um, they were excellent. Uh, they were, they are frequent Disney performers and they played, um, they sang a bunch of different songs from movies and Broadway and Disney songs. So and they I could, know the student body could, loved it. And they could sing. They were so good. Yeah. So it was 12 members. I think yes. it's five ladies and six men. Yeah. And um, their harmonies. They're excellent. Were incredible. Yeah. And so it seems like the student body really, really appreciated it. I think it. so, yeah. And then just on the heels of that, we have a big a big uh, artist series coming up this week. What is it? Yeah, it's The Tempest. So Which I'm looking forward to that. Shakespeare play, yeah. Tuesday night and Thursday night. Okay. What night are you going to go? That's a great question. <laughs> I'll probably end up going Thursday night. Thursday night. So I'll, I'll definitely be encouraging all of the students to make sure <laughs> they have their tickets yes. today or get them as soon as possible. And uh, this is uh, always a highlight of the semester. And we're only doing it two nights uh, because uh, we're only allowing students to be a part of the artist series. We're mm-hmm. looking forward to the future when we get, get back to normalcy yes. and have our faculty, our staff, and then the, the people of Greenville here yeah. with us. Uh, so we're looking forward to uh, finishing off. We have a seven-week break coming up, which starts on the 24th of November. So uh, tell me what you're going to be doing uh, over the break. That's a long time. Yeah, so it is a long time. So at first, I'm going to Orlando, and I'm going to be spending the break with my boyfriend and his family. Very nice. And we're planning going to Disney, so I'm so excited about that. And then after, I'm heading home. And, and home for you again is? Oh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. So yeah, going to be there for a while and planning on spending some time with friends from school. We're going to do a little skiing trip up in Maine. Wow. So looking forward to that. And then I'm hoping to get a job. Okay. And just because of COVID and everything, it was kind of tricky to figure out what the best 
occupation would have you be figured over. it out yet? Yeah, I think I'm going to try to do grocery delivery. Okay, very good. So it's really you know you just sign up on the app and. You know, so you live sense. in Massachusetts, and uh, what are the requ- what are the COVID requirements for you going home? Yeah, so I'll need to get a test, and it can't be rapid. It has to be you know the regular old test. Um, so yeah, get that. Hope come back negative, and then I'm able to. You know, carry on. on. However, we can't have gatherings more than 10 people okay. at once. Does that affect church? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. My parents are still going to church, so good. I'm assuming that maybe it doesn't affect churches. Good. Well, but I, for like Thanksgiving and Christmas, my family isn't able to get all together. Right. So that will be tough. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of limitations there. Yeah. So next semester, we came out with the, uh, the schedule plan for the semester. So we're going to start uh, at the same time we had planned, and we will end at the same time we planned. But we made a big decision. The de- big decision was no spring break. No spring break. But <laughs> but what's what's that? But we have a day off every what two and a half weeks. About every two and a half yeah. weeks. So there's there's five r- days off that we would have had during spring break, and then we have a couple of others mm-hmm. that we've we've thrown in there. And that does not include the week about Bible conference. So uh, just to make a plug about Bible conference, we're going to be announcing um, this coming Monday what our Bible conference offering is. And that's on the heels of a big check that we gave out Monday. So tell us about that. Yeah. So the student body last year, we raised, what was it? 180? 95. Oh, $95,000 uh, for Save the Storks. And... Uh, the student body, it was just really cool because so many students just got really involved in the fundraising and it was just awesome that we accomplished that. And we were able to give the check on yes. Monday, this past Monday to the Carolina Pregnancy Center yes. uh, out of Green, excuse me, out of Spartanburg. And they are in the process of building the Save the Storks bus right now. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just can't go to a parking lot and buy one. It takes yeah. a while to get it done. Well, it's a very, very advanced bus. <laughs> it is very, so. very advanced. <laughs> so we're really thankful. And on the heels of that, uh, this Monday, we are going to present uh, the Bible conference offering vision for this next semester. And I think it's a doable thing for us. It's it's going to be like anything. We, we, we throw out challenges, mm-hmm. uh, but we're going to... Uh, put $50,000 of seed money into this. And this is coming from where? Like the demerit fund. It's the demerit <laughs> fund from Bob Jones. So whenever anybody has to pay a certain amount, which most schools have some kind of a fine, yeah. uh, we, we put that in, back into missions. So we're, 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 uh, we're launching it with a $50,000 start. When you announced that on Monday, I had to like, I was like double checking. Did he really say fifty thousand? That's so yes. much. And we still have money left over, so uh, it's oh boy, it's uh, it's it's exciting. I think it's inc- at least should be encouraging. It's an encouraging word. So anyway, that's uh, we're very excited about that. And uh, again, we we have so many unknowns going forward uh, with uh, health protocols. It's just it, it, what things are going to be like in two months from now. But what we do know is this, we are going to have classes and they're going to be on campus Mm -hmm. and we're going to continue on uh, with our educational processes. 
Uh, I should also say, coming up, our our sports teams, um, it's kind of been very interesting. Uh, we, we are one of the two schools in the upstate of South Carolina that have intercollegiate sports, Clemson University and Bob Jones University. And uh, what's very, very unique is uh, we have five teams right now. So men and ladies soccer, men and, men and ladies cross country, and then ladies volleyball. And all five of them are in the national tournaments, starting with our cross country this weekend. Mm -hmm. And then our men's and ladies soccer team and volleyball next weekend. Uh, the, the soccer teams are playing in Florida and the, and the ladies volleyball team are playing here on campus. So it's could be we could have some big championships coming up. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be really encouraging to the yeah, student body. Yeah, it would. Well, Sarah, thanks for joining me for uh, this semester. It's been great. I'm looking forward to our episodes next semester. And for this episode, I had the privilege of welcoming to my office Mr. Mike Buter. And we took time to discuss how God allowed him to become the CFO for Dr. Pepper. And then be, he did that before he came to Bob Jones University. And then he came to BJU to serve as the dean for the School of Business. So let's go ahead and listen to the interview right now. Well, we are so delighted today to have Mr. Mike Buter here on our Highest Potential podcast. Mike, thank, for, thank you so much for being here. It's good to be with you. Looking forward to it. Well, uh Many of you may or may not know that uh, Mike is the dean of our School of Business here at Bob Jones University, mm -hmm. and which is one of our largest schools, along with the School of Health Professions. And uh, Mike has uh, uh, almost reached an iconic status here uh, at BJU uh, for numbers of reasons. One, because of uh, his work here as the dean, and also because of his background uh, being the CFO for Dr. Pepper. So we finally call him Dr. Pepper. Uh, but, uh, Mike, we, we're just really glad you're here and we just want to kind of hear your story and, uh, how it is that, that God has worked in your life, which to me is the miracle of Bob Jones university that, that people that are here that are serving have such a wonderful story of God's grace in their life. Mm -hmm. So Mike, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I grew up on the South side of Chicago. I had a pastor named Bill Schroeder who founded a church in Old Forest, and I grew up under his ministry. And Bill Schroeder mentioned Bob Jones University a lot. Huh. And he encouraged us to visit the campus. I visited this campus my sophomore year of high school, my junior year of high school, my senior year. Wow. And I uh, had a good youth pastor. Bob Wallace would uh, bring us back and forth. And God used my pastor and my youth pastor, mm. both graduates of Bob Jones, to really lead me in this direction here at Bob Jones University. So uh, maybe we'll back up just quickly. Tell me a little bit about your conversion experience. I was saved when I was eight years old. I was in a little farmhouse church. Huh. Uh, our church at Oak Forest was just getting started. It was just being planted at that point in time. And... Um, our pastor preached on God's simple plan of salvation. Mm. I was sitting on the front row 
And I raised my hand to be saved, but I was too afraid to walk forward from the sure. front row to the you know, front of the church. Sure. But afterwards, the pastor approached me and he said, Mike, would you like to be saved? And that was Dr. Schroeder. That was Dr. Bill Schroeder. Wow. And he just went home to be with the Lord recently. I know. Just a couple months ago. Wow. So you came to Bob Jones what year? I came to Bob Jones and as a student, 1973. 1973. Yes. So when you came, uh, did you have an idea of what you wanted to study? I did. I I started working in a Burger King the day I turned 16. The huh. day I turned 16, I had finished preparing a car that I had. Well, you and I have something in common. I actually worked at Burger King as a teenager as well. <laughs> there are only two options, McDonald's and Burger King. And so I chose Burger King. Well, I took the car that I had just prepared. I'd worked on it for a year. I turned 16, got my driver's license, got on Cicero Avenue in Chicago, started driving down the road stopping at businesses, trying to find a job. Mm -hmm. And at five o'clock that afternoon of my 16th birthday, I was working behind the counter of Burger King. Uh, and cool. I started in milkshakes, went to soft drinks, went to French fries, went to burgers, and then went to the front window back in the old days when you didn't have computers. Mm -hmm. They handed me a pencil and a pad of paper and they said, work the window. This took place after a few That months. was your training session. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but God revealed to me while I'm working that window, that he had blessed me with some giftedness mm. in terms of working with numbers. Mm. I could uh, put two Whoppers, one Fry, and two Dr. Peppers together on a bill faster than anybody else. Wow. And um, so God in his graciousness revealed his gifting to me, even at the age of 16. And that kind of helped steer me in the well, area that, of business. That's to me is so cool because... Um, you know, here at Bob Jones in our educational process, we're, we're a liberal arts institution and we have multiple degrees and we and we actually teach and believe with a biblical in light of a biblical worldview that God has a calling on each person's life. Mm -hmm. And that calling could be to ministry, to be a preacher, but it also could be a calling to be a doctor or a nurse or in your case, a businessman. And that calling is going to be also aligned with the gifts God's given you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that your 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 responses to God in your life are based on faith. Exactly. And believing in God's leading. And trusting his providence. Absolutely. So you came to Bob Jones in the fall of 73. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was your first year like? <laughs> the first semester <laughs> is really the question because uh, I was adapting a lot. I mean, I had moved from where I was on the south side of Chicago Public High School to a different environment at yes. Bob Jones University. So I had to get used to a few roles. I had to get used to a few changes, but I also loved being around hundreds of people that loved Jesus Christ. Amen. That was such a change from my public high school. I think I mentioned before 7,500 right. students in our school system. Uh, it was a big change. Hey, you come to school and the first thing you find out is the teachers all pray before they yeah, start teaching. Yeah. And my fellow students are being used of God to help sharpen me as well in mission prayer band and other activities here on campus. What, what uh, dorm did you live in? I lived in Smith Dormitory. Okay. Second floor. Yep. Very good. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, Smith still stands today. <laughs> uh, we continue on being faithful. Right. So... Um, you you came here and did you start out as a business major? Yes. I came here in a business administration. Okay. And I had to take an accounting class my first semester. My accounting co teacher caught me at the door and he said, Mike, you're doing pretty good. 
He said, you ought to consider being an accounting major. And I said, no way. Hmm. I don't want to be a green eye shade guy pushing numbers around for the rest of my life. But you know, God took that confrontation, that discussion and worked in my heart. Hmm. And eventually over a few months led me to the decision to switch my major from business administration to accounting. And that's how I got started there. So you graduated with a degree in accounting. With a degree there. in accounting. Yes. So how do you, how do you uh, looking back, and of course you have great experience, how did, how did your experience at Bob Jones, you feel like, prepare you for your career? Um, Bob Jones University taught me how to manage my time. Hmm. Bob Jones University taught me to be a little more disciplined and a lot more hardworking. Mm-hmm. I had... I was a student of average means. I did not have some super high ACT or something like that. If I got a good grade, it's because I worked a lot harder than most other people. So I had to put a lot of time into it. And that work ethic that I learned here on campus eventually translated itself into the business community. Yeah, it makes all the difference. Oh, yeah. And that's so true of uh, of BJU grads over history, and I I really trust that we are continuing in that today. Mm. That uh, Bob Jones takes you from where you are and, and raises you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are still ranked in the, one of the highest uh, schools in the South in social mobility. So mm. kids come in a certain level and then they go up. And a lot of it's just because of the discipline structure and the transformation that you're referring to builds loyalty. Because if you come to a place, God uses a place to develop you the way he wants you to be developed. It makes you very fond of the instrument that God has chosen. Yes, yes, yes. And I've seen it as the president here, the passion that people have for the school. Yeah. And I and I appreciate that. So you graduated in 1977. Is mm-hmm. What happened right after that? Graduated in 77. But let me go back two years. Yeah, back in sure. 75. I'm sitting in my accounting classes and I'm seeing God using this place to transform my life. And it made me very, it endeared me to the university. Mm. And I felt that someday God may just choose me to come teach Mm. here at Bob Jones. I'm jumping ahead of you a little bit here. Absolutely. But basically that motivation was placed into my heart during my sophomore year. And so I had a fondness and a thought and a desire someday coming back to serve back at this university. You know, the seeds of the seeds of truth and the seeds of the spirits working through that truth in your heart are often sown when you're young. Yeah. But they come to fruit later on. Well, I saw business teachers that had an impact in my life. And it's like, hey, they're doing something valuable. I want to do something valuable. That's great. And so God kind of used that. So I finished school in 77, went to work for PricewaterhouseCoopers. It's a CPA firm with offices all over the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, went to work in the Dallas office of PwC. Went to work there for four years. And then I was approached to interview at a company called Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed at Dr. Pepper and um, they said, we like you, but you're not the right guy. They said, Mike, you don't have enough experience in SEC reporting, and you don't have enough experience in international accounting. Hmm. And so I said, well, okay, I'll go get some experience. So I went to work for the Zales Corporation for two years. The Zales Corporation makes jewelry. Right. And I became manager of SEC reporting 
in international accounting for that company. Wow. And how many years did you did do Did it that? for two years. Wow. And then I came right back to Dr. Pepper and I said, um, I got the experience now and I want to go to work for you. So Dr. Pepper's <laughs> headquarters were in Dallas. Yeah. Area. Dr. Pepper's headquarters and Zales headquarters both were in Dallas. So let's stop here. Um, tell me about when you got married. <laughs> and did you meet your wife here at Bob Jones? I met my wife on a blind date. during Towards the end of my junior year, I met her on a blind date here on the campus of Bob Jones University. We got engaged and we got married the day after we graduated. Wow. So we're still on campus. I got my pastor here. He's on campus for graduation. I got all of my best men, you know, all the attendants right here for graduation. And it's like, why don't you stay an extra day? We'll get married. So did you get married in War Memorial? War Memorial Chapel. Wow. You and a lot of other, other people. <laughs> well, there was three weddings that day. And oh, we were wow. the first one. And we all shared flowers. For the wedding and save money. My health changed. Uh, how times have changed. <laughs> so you and your wife, and your wife's name is Barbara. Barbara, and you and Barbara um, headed to Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, and how many children do you have? We have three daughters. Three daughters. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, how many grandchildren do you have? We have six. Six. Four in China and two in Denver. So wow. we're, we're thrilled. So to I'm assuming the one in China, they're working in. Missions work? Yes. Okay. Very yes. good. Well, I know that that's a super blessing. So um, so you got to Dr. Pepper. What what did you start out doing there? I started off at Dr. Pepper as manager of internal audit. And I worked for 18 months. And then they asked me to become assistant treasurer. Worked for 18 months. And then they asked me to become corporate treasurer. Worked for 18 months. And they asked me to become vice president of finance. So now a, now a treasurer, is that the same title they use today or is there a different name for that? Uh, it's used today and it's used to handle the corporate assets of the company. Okay. So I'm in charge of all relationships with uh, 50 banks. I'm in charge of um, all borrowings. I see. Uh, and we went through a series of transactions. We did the second leverage buyout in history. Mm. And I won't try to explain all that to you. Right. But basically, we did the second leverage buyout. So we had banks loaning us money for the leverage buyouts. And then we turned around and took the leverage status and went back into an initial public offering of common stock. We sold preferred stock. We refinanced bonds. Uh, there, there's a lot of complicated yeah, things yeah, you to are, talk you about You were in the thick of a huge ba Basically, over 10 years, we did $10 billion worth of transactions on wow. Wall Street. So we were kind of busy people. But... In the process, we elevated the value of the stock uh, significantly okay. over those 10 years. So, and how big how big a corporation was, was Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper was a Fortune 500 company while I was there. Okay. Okay. Um, since then, all, numbers have changed over the years. Right. But at that point in time, it was a Fortune Four something. You know, and, and you worked for Dr. Pepper how many years? I worked for Dr. Pepper for 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. Um, so tell me this, uh, you, you being, uh, coming from the, obviously the Bob Jones environment, uh, which we call the bubble, but it, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's, it's, it's a hot, it's a hot box for Christian growth. And there's a lot of growth that comes here. You go out into the uh, secular world, like right. many of our graduates do. Well, what, what was the environment like for you as a Christian? The environment on wall street was especially markedly different than my background. Okay. Okay. Because you got people from all different walks of life. And these are some of the brightest minds in business 
anywhere on Wall Street. Lots of pressure to not follow God. Lots mm. of pressure to live a lifestyle that's not pleasing to God. Mm. Um, had to deal with that. Mm. And I had a boss who was a unsaved man, but a, a Jewish man who's very fine man. Mm. And God used a very strong relationship between me and that individual to um, really, basically, he was defending my standards. Wow. Okay. I mean, if, if we went somewhere and a lot of alcohol was being consumed or that was the case, he'd just stand up for my, me and say, hey, don't mess with Buter. <laughs> <laughs> so he became your advocate. <laughs> he became my advocate because he respected the fact that I had convictions. I see. He didn't agree with all my convictions. Okay. But he had respect for who I was and uh, came to my defense. So in that environment, I know that, you know, obviously you go to work to work. Um, I'm sure that there were opportunities that came along to share the gospel, mm -hmm. uh, whether it was at a meal or on a plane or wherever you're you're going. Absolutely. Did you find yourself, did you meet many Christians in your work? No. Now, I was in Texas. Okay. I was in Dallas. And there were some born-again Christians in the workplace. Right. There at the company. And so we would uh, we'd fellowship and encourage each other in the I workplace. See. But on the Wall Street side, on the financing side, uh, very, very few people. Very few. So you got out there and you you got married. You're, you're working uh, in the accounting world, Dr. Pepper world. What about your spiritual church world? I was um, a Sunday school teacher to young couples, and I traveled quite a bit. Mm. And the understanding was if I was traveling in Europe <clears throat> in a week's time, we would do roadshows. We did 500 roadshows over the course of 10 years. And we were making presentations in Europe to gain funding for different stock issues, whatever we're doing. I wanted to be back in Dallas on Sunday morning. Wow. Okay. Because I want to teach my class. Many times, Steve, I would prepare my Sunday school lessons on the airplane. <laughs> okay, you spread all your stuff out, it falls on sure. the floor, it, but it gives you great witnessing opportunities because somebody next to you says, what are you doing? And so you tell them. Hey, preparing Sunday school lesson. <laughs> Let me tell you about it a little bit here. That's awesome. Okay, so God, God used um, those opportunities of saying, hey, I want to be back in Dallas each Sunday to worship, and I want to minister to my young families group. Right. So what advice would you give a Christian thinking of pursuing a career in business, especially with so many of our students graduating with business degrees? I would say business is ministry and ministry is business. Mm. Rejoice and joy. Because if God puts you in this mission field called business, he's going to use you in a way he could never use an evangelist or a missionary or a pastor. Because there are business people who will never set foot in your church. They'll never listen to a Christian radio broadcast, but they will listen to you witness to them over a very nice dinner in a very nice restaurant. Yeah. So be light in your darkness. Yes. In the darkness. Exactly. So here you are at Bob Jones University. So when you were working for Dr. Pepper, what led you to come here to be the dean of the School of Business? <laughs> uh, prayer. Um, I prayed, Steve, probably at least once a week throughout my whole business career. God, 
do you want me to come back to Bob Jones at some point? God wow. had put that burden on my heart. And so I'm being transferred from Dallas to London because we'd gone through a merger with Cadbury Schweppes. Wow, okay. And uh, so I'm talking to Dr. Bob Jones on the phone saying, Dr. Bob, I got to find a Christian school or a good environment for my kids if I move to London. So he's helping me because his father at the time had some good connections in uh, Great Britain. And so we're working on those connections. And he stopped and said, Mike, I got a, one more question. He goes, would you ever consider coming to work at Bob Jones? And I said, Dr. Bob, I said, my wife and I have been praying that you'd ask us that question for many years. And wow. of course, he was shocked. <laughs> it got really quiet on the phone. Uh, and so we talked about the possibility of coming to Bob Jones. And he said, well, I'd like to you strongly consider coming to help us here, Bob Jones. My wife and I prayed for three months. Wow. This is a big change. You know, I'm 39 years old. Um, this is a big change career-wise. Sure, of course. And it's a big change compensation-wise. Sure. We all know that. Um, but we prayed for three months. My wife and I prayed every night, foot of the bed. And God revealed to us that he wanted us to come here to Bob Jones. So you came at 39. Yeah. And you know what's fun is that we're not the heroes, but God is. Amen. Okay. A great God superintends over our lives. He puts his desires in our hearts, and then he provides the venues and the opportunities to accomplish what he created a desire in our hearts to do. And he gets the glory for it. Yeah. And he's, it's all about him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, you've come here, you're, you're the dean, so... One of the things that I've I've noticed in the years that I've been here um, is that, um, and, and with with one exception, and that's right now with the COVID issue. But all the time we've been here, I constantly see you one on one with students, hmm. and I know that's a big big part of what you do. Absolutely. So, how do you, as the dean, try to prepare your students for a career in business? Um, I try to prepare them from their freshman year. And right now I'm preparing them over a computer screen instead of in the coffee shop. Okay. <laughs> so you're taking advantage of technology. Yeah, just because I see that I got to be real careful with my health, especially my wife's health. Sure. And so I'm being a little more careful. But what I do, Steve, is I meet individually with every freshman. And I talk to them about their career goals, what God has gifted them. And if we can determine how God has gifted them, then we can help set some direction mm -hmm. as far as why are you here spending your money? Mm -hmm. Why are you here spending your time? Well, once we get clarity on a, a direction, well, then suddenly the motivation isn't just to get good grades, but the motivation is to fully prepare themselves for what they believe God wants them to move mm -hmm. towards. Mm -hmm. And it's really a fun process. Yeah. And it's a, I mean... And you you get the you get the joy of mentoring, mm -hmm. and they get the direction of being mentored. And once you establish an initial point of contact, you start talking to sophomores, juniors, and seniors who met you their freshman year, all the way through. And it's like, hey, I'm developing some meaningful relationships here, and they they feel like they can approach you. And processes are great, but people are greater. Okay? Absolutely, ministry is about people. Yes, absolutely. And that's just uh, to me again is the is the beauty of what goes on here at Bob Jones, is it is about people. Mm -hmm. It is about students. 
and then the professors pouring their lives into those students mm-hmm. in a unique relational, uh, educational, and spiritual environment. All of it is combined. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. I got my picture taken for the vintage, <laughs> and I was over in the art building, and uh, and one of the teachers who got saved in a revival meeting I preached in a number of years ago who ate lunch at my house with some other teachers this week, stepped into the room, said, hey, would you like to come over and see my class? And so I went over and and uh, this was uh, an art and design class. Well, and, and they were actually making uh, they were making clothes. And it was it was uh, it was awesome mm. just to be in this in this this combination of a learning and faith mixed environment. Mm-hmm. Where suddenly you're looking at what you're doing from a biblical perspective, and it makes what you do so much bigger yeah. than just making money. Well, God has given you and me a front row seat to observe what He's doing at Bob Jones University. He's doing the work. Amen. He's getting the glory, but He's gifted you and I both with a front row seat to watch what He's doing in lives. Well, Mike, I think that that we can end on that today in this podcast because it is it it is it is the excitement of being whatever whatever however God's gifted you and however God has called you, he's going to be faithful to lead you all along the way. We have to be faithful to him and be true to him, and then we get to see him at work in the lives of people. Amen. So thank you for your time, Mike. You're welcome. And uh, I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you'll uh, you'll pray for us here at Bob Jones University in our work with our students. And also, if you're thinking of being a business major and you're thinking about your life in the future, what a better place to uh, prepare and study than here at Bob Jones University. Come visit us here on campus and uh, continue to listen us to, to listen to us here on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.